Blog Talk Radio. Here on November 11th, November 1 1, 2015. You know, I had a barn burner of an introduction written for today, scheduled for today, but then I spoke to my guest. She made me feel kind of guilty that I wasn't talking about Remembrance Day. So I changed it completely. I'm going to tell you a little about Remembrance Day because today is Remembrance Day in Canada. I said it five times now, you can't forget. And I understand that it's also Veterans Day in the United States. But you know what? I don't know anything about Veterans Day because I don't live in the United States. So I assume that our audience, which is mainly American, doesn't know anything about Remembrance Day. So Are you ta- Hold on just do- real quick. I hate to interrupt. Are you talking about Poppy Day? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, of course we know all about it. I read that you don't you don't know about poppies. You don't know about anything. So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. November 11th. You tell me if you know, Jerry. I'll let you talk. November 11th was the day the armistice was signed in World War One. So that's the day we remember the soldiers who fought and died for Canada. And at 11 a.m., which was an hour ago, we stand up for two minutes of silence. And we always read the poem in Flanders Field. Do you know that poem, Jerry? I do not know that poem. In Flanders Fields, the poppies grow on row, on row, on row, on row. Because that's where all the Canadians are buried. And after those fields were destroyed, the only thing that grew there were these poppy flowers. So we wear artificial poppies before Remembrance Day and on Remembrance Day. And I just read, to my surprise that the wearing of poppies started in the United States. I couldn't believe it. It's from mm. New York. Imagine that. Yeah, Copying one of our, one of our uh, celebrated holidays. It's kind of yeah, but you guys don't do it anymore. You like to wear the American flags on your lapel and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But we wear the poppies because about 100,000 Canadian soldiers died in the First and Second World Wars. And more recently, Canadians served in Bosnia and Afghanistan. i got to tell you, I feel bad about Afghanistan because we got rid of the religious fanatics who were running that country. But now it seems they'll be back as soon as the Americans leave. A, a few years ago, I read a story about an Afghan woman, a modern Afghan woman, who joined the police force, and she was a real hero. But she was killed by the Taliban, and I think that's a sign of what's going to come shortly. And in Iraq, the Americans and the British, they kicked out a vicious dictator. Nobody can deny it. But the people there were unable to take advantage of that opportunity. And so I started thinking about it. And defeat after victory, defeat of a sort, it's not uncommon. The First World War led to fascism and communism. And in 1939, Canada and England and France went to war with Germany to defend Poland. But after the war, Poland ended up under the Soviets. And it took 45 years until they left. But you know what? They did leave. They left. And on that happy note, 
I'm going to move on to Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Show. You weren't here. You were in South Dakota hunting, and I've got yes. I got a question for you. Did you okay. see Cecil the lion there? Uh, no, no, I did not. They're killing pretty birds. Yes, yeah. lovely. They are lovely birds, and even more tasty. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Love them. Uh, it's just like chickens. They're just like chickens, except they try to get away from you. Okay, enough. I mean, how hard is it to go get a chicken to eat? There's no skill there. I've seen Rocky. It's actually harder than you think. That's all. Anyway, let's move on. We got two guests today. One of them is named Elizabeth Bromstein, and then we got good old Jimmy Durbin. Everybody knows the great Jimmy Durbin. I got to warn you, Elizabeth's boss, I don't know what she calls herself. I'll ask her in a minute. Her boss is here. Watching, <laughs> watching how she performs. All right, be cool. Kind of audition. We got to give her the stress test, okay? Elizabeth Bromstein, are you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you just perfectly. Fine. Sounds Yay! great. I'm scared. I'm terrified. Don't be scared. Here with mistake you. number one. Don't tell us that. Have confidence. Oh man, now I've done everything wrong. Okay, all right, all right. What I'm is cool. your I'm name? Cool. I'm good. What is your name on Facebook? Your roots. On everything else, you're Elizabeth. Nobody talk calls anybody Elizabeth. Is that what they call you, Elizabeth? They do call me Elizabeth, and my family calls me Ruth. It's kind of a long story, but I go by my middle name. And they call Mostly. They call so you I'm not going to tell the whole story. They don't call you Lizzie, and they don't call you Liz. They call you Elizabeth. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Because I want to be taken seriously. Okay, well, we're going to do that right now. We're going to sing that song. <laughs> By Electric Six, Fire in the Disco. Oh, okay. okay. All right, you ready? The, I'm ready. We're going to do the chorus. You, you know the chorus? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. One, two, three. Danger, danger, danger. danger. Come on. High voltage. High voltage. When we, <laughs> when touch, we touch. When we kiss. When, when we, kiss. we kiss. Yeah, danger. So you and me, danger. baby. Danger. High voltage. High voltage. When we touch. When we kiss. When we kiss. When we kiss. When we, when we, when we kiss. Yeah. Fire in the Disco. <laughs> I was kind of expecting some background music because I think the no! void away last week you played some background music. I'm an amateur. Don't expect that from me. <laughs> okay, you're on Twitter as Workopolis Hire. That's work. Yes. W O R K and Opolis as in Greek. O P O L I S like Metropolis from Superman. Workopolis. Got a quick okay. question. It's quick a portmanteau. Is right, this right. the same company in Toronto that was going to change everything not more than four or five months ago? No. You know who uh, I'm talking about? No. no. You don't remember your own guest animal? Remember she was going to change everything. Uh, not her. 
Oh, what? that was I've cool. never been on here before. No, I know, but I was wondering if this was the same company. Oh, no, no. I don't think was, so. It was something, Workopolis uh, something. I don't what? Think Somebody so. stole our name? No, they didn't. He doesn't Maybe know Maybe he stole their name. Just ignore him for a minute, okay? I want to introduce don't you. Don't ignore to... me. I was, uh, it was I'm a little totally ignoring question. you. I can't. Uh, you know I... what? I was bounced off for that show. I wasn't there at all. You guys handled it. It was, one of, the, it was one of the best of the year. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, Workopolis underscore hire, H-R-E. Okay. Her boss, Peter Harris, he's just at Workopolis, okay? Yeah. Now, Workopolis is a big job board in just Toronto or all of Canada? It's all of Canada. We are the largest career site in the country. Okay. And uh, yeah. you're uh, the business editor for their newsletter. Is that right? I'm the business editor. I do the B2B content as well as the I, – I write B2C content, but I'm in charge of the B2B content. Okay. Congratulations. First question. Thank you. About age yes. bias. You wrote an article about all kinds of bias and how to deal with it. Now, you don't look old, but you have gray hair. Totally gray yes. hair. Okay. Does it ever cause you problems when you're looking for assignments? No, but that's because I often contact people through email. You don't actually, I don't necessarily go to their offices. I have no idea whether it would cause me a problem if I went to people's offices when I was looking for assignments. I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. I'm not young. Okay. You I am kind of old. You've got little kids. You've got a little daughter who looks exactly like you. Can't be it's true, I do. <laughs> two years old. Okay. Now, the thing is, what should someone do if they've got gray hair? We judge people. I know. I, I'm very judgmental. But if I have a mm-hmm. candidate, I don't care what they look like. Mind you, I never see them either. But I don't. if I saw the person, I don't, wouldn't care what they look like. Any recruiters on the line care what their candidates look like? Anybody? They have gray Nobody's hair. Nobody's going to admit that. that. Nobody's going to say that out loud. I'll say it. Who right. are you? Oh, you don't have to say who you are. You can say it anonymously. Anonymous. It's Durbin. Durbin. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I knew who it was. I recognized it, but I didn't want to tell the world, okay? I think you should look like you're at least attempting to be professional or fit the look of the the, the event or the forum. Yeah, I mean, if you just yeah, no, don't care and you wear, you have if you just, you have no, if you wear your PJs to an interview, yeah, I care. Okay, you know what? She wrote another article about that. If you'd like, I'll get to it. But I, we can talk mm-hmm. about it right yeah. now. She said in some offices, if you're a software developer, pajamas would be okay if you came in, but not shorts. Okay? Am I right? I have to wear I, pants. I, huh? You have to wear What's pants. What's the question? Okay. It Let's is important to wear pants. Who said that? Uh, I, Jim Durbin. Durbin. I just, we actually had a candidate. I was talking to the guy yesterday. The guy showed up with no pants. Top-end developer. I think he was saying no to the job. What was he wearing? Wait, was he in his underwear or what? I think it was boxers. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Okay. That's not I, a I real like story. I've got to move on. Him. Yeah, he's an honest guy. He's an honest person. i got to move on quickly. Yeah, honest Don't Jim Durbin. Don't let it slow down. And, so, but I, My next question Dr. was, ben you've got Carson. a lot of tattoos. You've got a lot of tattoos. And I was going to ask you. You know, if yeah. you hide them when you go to these business meetings. How do you know all this stuff, Animal? Where's the tattoo pictures. pictures? I've seen her pictures. Where? And, and you know what? She's she's on Facebook. Okay. I'm on Facebook. We're Facebook friends. I have a lot of tattoos. I don't hide my tattoos. Okay, but here's the deal. I don't – I'm – 
I don't feel like I have to prove myself at this point in my career through my parents. If you're meeting me, you already know what I do and who I am, and you've seen my work. So there's a difference between showing up into an office when somebody doesn't know anything about you and somebody who has an opportunity to, who has already had an opportunity to see what you do. Okay. So I do not hide my tattoos. Hold on. Let me ask. Okay. The show's slowing down. You've got most of your tattoos, it looks like to me, on your shoulder and upper arm. Oh, don't. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) If you you were going out for a job interview, would you wear long sleeves to cover that up? Yes or no? I don't know. Okay. Have you ever. If you had to go. If you had to go out looking for work. Elizabeth, if you had to go out looking for work, would you dye your hair black? No. No? No, I would not. Okay. You don't advise anyone to dye their hair. Because when your hair's gray... Why are you all these questions about... This seems very sexist to me. No, that's what she oh, writes okay. about. You're going to ask, gonna ask a guy with gray hair if he's going to dye his hair? I don't think so. I see commercials all the time on my Facebook. He's right. Keyboard. This is sexist. Hold I on re- he's right. This is sexist. I no, need is. to uh, repudiate <laughs> this. Hold on. Okay, look at the next question. I need to she condemn this in the strongest language, just like Obama does a lot. Hold on. She wrote an article. She said, I didn't hire a woman because her pants looked cheap. I didn't yeah. hire a woman because her pants looked cheap. She was on an interview panel, and she didn't like the way her pants looked, and she knocked her out. And then she wrote a whole article rationalizing it. You can tell us about that here. Go ahead. And Are you I'm sure? Am I left? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, you have to look the part. Now, I don't know if any other recruiters or people who are in the recruiting space are going to admit this, but the fact of the matter is is you have to inspire confidence. Recruiting is all about this game people play, and there's all these unspoken rules, and nobody says what's on their mind. The fact of the matter is if you show up, this was a marketing role, you have to look like you have your finger on some sort of pulse or something. If you show up looking like you bought your pants in 1995 at a discount mall, there's a problem. I'm not going to believe you. That says so much more about what you're on top of and what you're not on top of. Just like if you're a personal trainer, you need to be in shape when you show up for your interview. It depends on what you're representing. You're here. Does that make sense to you? Listen to this. Hold on. Her article also said if you wear luxury brands, that makes you seem more qualified. This Sometimes. is according to a study. I didn't. I didn't do the study. She didn't wear them well. Huh? What? Okay. What? Anyway. Okay. I just wanted to show. So, I'm not. Are you surprised at this animal? You know how come I can't ever hear you, it? Jim? Are you going to ask her how much she weighs, animal? <laughs> kind of small. Look, they, they do videos on the Workopolis. They do videos occasionally. She's always the bad guy. Okay. She's the <laughs> person who goes into the interview chewing gum and doing all the bad stuff and. Anyway, she's the one. Okay, and there's okay. a reason for that. Obviously, she's got tattoos and all kinds of she's stuff. She's kind of scrappy. She's honest. Scrappy. I'm honest. Somebody has to be. She looks very old, though. By the way, I don't know if you brought that up. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't think Did so. you guys already cover that? No, I, am I late to the party on that one? Yeah. Okay. 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 Pick up somebody else. Now I got to tell you, she writes, and this surprised me. The worst thing you can do in an interview, according to the surveys of employers. <laughs> is uh, answer your phone. 77% would knock you out from consideration at that point. However, one-third of millennials think it's okay to text <laughs> during an interview. During an interview. Does anyone well, really we do that? We do for them now. 
What? What percentage? What percentage of That's millennials? 30. Like thirty-one percent, it was. Thirty-three percent, or yeah, whatever. You Jim, how come I can't hear you? I mean, that's killing me. I'll, I'll call in on a different line. I was using Skype. You okay. sound fine, Jim. To everybody, it's always animal. It's always does animal. Does everybody think he sounds sounds okay? Is it he just sounds me? Okay to me. Sounds really good. I mean, that's come through loud and clear. Yeah, very good, very good. I'll bet you it's not on the recording, but anyway, okay, don't hang up. Just, you know, let's continue. It's always me. I'm always wrong. Okay, are you telling me that these people, you believe it, that people actually text during an interview? What kind of jobs are they going for? Intelligent jobs or warehouse worker? Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I didn't do the study. <laughs> I um, I, do you want me to find the study now as we speak? Hold on. Okay, do uh, I have the study? Um, uh, 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 no, no, wait a second. You, you've only got a few minutes left. You're only half the show, okay? Because uh, oh, I okay. didn't know if we'd have anything to talk about. <laughs> you're not bad as a guest, I, but I didn't know, okay? Because you're not a recruiter. I figured Jerry would have attacked me for bringing you on already, okay? No, dude. Now, did, didn't you read my post last week? What was yeah, your post I read last it, week? but that didn't have anything to do with the show. Jerry, apologize. Yeah, in general, I am tired. Uh, I, I'm tired of who I used to be. I made the switch. I love yeah. everybody for for whatever their whatever's on their mind. I think it's great. Yeah, big okay. tent, takes a village. Here, but she says. She says Elizabeth, she's going to pass a blame on somebody else. But she said that 62 percent, 62 percent of employers will knock you out of consideration for speaking poorly of your past job or your past <laughs> employer. That's crazy. Lots of times you, you want to get out. Jim said there's three kinds of job hunters, someone who wants a promotion, someone who wants to, a life change or a career change, and someone who wants to get out of where they are because the company's in bad shape or the industry's in bad shape or they have a bad manager. That's one of the major reasons you're going to look for a job, and you can't announce it. You can't admit it. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. Does anybody disagree with me? Well, would you – okay, so you're a recruiter. What would you do if you were hiring for a position and somebody told you that they hated their manager at their previous Why do you position? Hate What's going wrong there? I mean, maybe there's a good reason. I've hated my managers. That's I hate it. my doctors. I hate of lots of people. It's all in how they communicated, Animal. If they did, you know, there's just really uh, – about it. Yeah. We're terrified of that. We're terrified of someone breaking down or actually telling the truth or we just – we don't – they have to play that game, but they've gotten past it. I've been in that. I've had people ditch me for interviews because I talked about something in the past. Because you get a little worked up about it. And you're like, yeah, they tried to screw me over. There's no way to say that softly. And it's creepy. There is no way softly. to say that softly. It's true. And this is what I'm saying about this song and dance where nobody is actually allowed to speak the truth. We know that probably one of the top reasons, and some studies show the top reason that people leave jobs is because they hate their manager. Mm -hmm. But you're not allowed to say it because it sort of speaks, I guess it speaks to your ability to be discreet. It speaks to your discretion, yeah. your, 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 your diplomacy, hey, all those things. What are you supposed to say? Well, we had personal... But You're we supposed had, to make uh, something up, dude. Part of getting hired is the ability to make up stuff that you think they want to hear. Okay, well, what do you well, say then if if you, your manager, the place is full of conflict, he or she doesn't know how to manage when people disagree with each other. Uh, yeah, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, 
backups, things aren't getting done, uh, and and so you want to get out of there, right? You think the company's going to go under, and you can't say that. Oh, why do you want to leave? No reason. I just feel like a change. Is that better? Yeah. We didn't see eye to eye on some things. Yeah. So I decided I needed to change. A good interviewer is going to read right through that and say, oh, she's being diplomatic. Mm Mm-hmm. She hated her manager, but she knows better than to say so. Right, right? Let's move on. One of the other things that surprised me was what what hiring managers like to see on social media. If they look up your name and they see Uh you on social media, you know, they don't like to see you smoking dope or fighting. Her article says one guy had a picture of him and a gang of guys fighting with another gang. And Mm -hmm. uh, they don't like to see that. But what they all like to see is that you volunteer for charity or community service. Am I right about that, Elizabeth? You are, that is actually my own research. I did that study. And, yes, uh-huh. that's all what they said. That's what they I all, did not The vast know that. majority of people said that. I they want to that. or don't want to? They, they do want, want to. See it. <laughs> yeah. What? They want to see that you do community work, that you're community-minded, that you're nice, that you do good things, for sure. That's what they, the vast majority said. This surprises you? Why does this surprise you? That surprises me. How come? (laughs) Because people are so lean right now in just about every job. People Mm -hmm. who come and talk about all the things they do outside, that whole well-rounded individual, I don't get a lot of people asking for that. Really? I'm I'm shocked that it were actually true. Hmm. Maybe I'm just jaded, but... I could see people saying they wanted that, but when it actually came down to it, furious that they were doing something else. Or they'll hire you because they, you're so community-minded, but when you ask for to leave early so you could volunteer, <laughs> forget it. Okay? That's uh, what it's like. Okay. Maybe. Now, let me see. Okay. Here's something interesting as well. You wrote an article. You said, what kind of personality earns the most and which kind earns the least? And you said, the thinking judging type of person earns the most and the introverts those quiet people they're at the bottom of the income scale those are your own words true or false uh did i i did not do this research this is a separate study i didn't do it myself i'm actually frantically googling it as you speak no, but no, uh, it's it. true that that's what the study said talk on the show at the same time put all your effort in here that's like being on the phone in an interview okay don't you get it no, I read it's not. Your article. It's not. don't do that that's your friend i that's found acceptable. it okay i found it it's a, it's a, it's a study that somebody else did it's a study that somebody else did introverts don't make as much money as extroverts is that true according to the study yeah, I mean, that probably makes a big so. difference in interviews, know. too. What do you think, Jim? Jim? Did you... uh, I was reading Twitter, sorry. Okay, yeah, that's the kind of guests I have. Guys like who do the the thing you're not supposed to do. This is an interview, okay? Well, I can't read Twitter. Maureen deserted me, and I, I don't know what's going on. Now, you, I will. I'll... I'll... Install okay. it now, again on my computer Elizabeth, so I can check Elizabeth it out for Elizabeth also claims that this is absurd, okay? I'll just tell you right at the beginning, <laughs> I think it's crazy. She claims that most hiring managers are sticklers for good grammar, okay? Mm. And then she says the kind of mistakes people make, they're unbelievable. It's, instead of saying it's a dog-eat-dog world, they say it's a dog-eat-dog world. You've never heard somebody say that, or for all intensive purposes? 
It's a dog. For all intents and purposes, I love that one. I love that. <laughs> and then voila. What the heck is voila? Voila. You voila. can say that here. You're French. We speak French here. Okay, voila. I don't, but some it's people. Okay, here's another one. She says people say, I guess to hiring managers, they're going to nip it in the butt. Not the butt. <laughs> uh, the yeah. butt. And here's one. Here's one that Archie Bunker might say. For all intensive purposes. <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All intensive purposes, doggy dog world. Okay. But then you give a bunch of others that are ridiculous. I could care less instead of I couldn't care less. I could care Dude. less. Dude. Go ahead. What? I could care what? less. I could care less. That's a that's a slang expression. We don't have to be perfect when we do that. Okay. You've got a. And she said, I'm not sure that's an interview kind of a comment though. She says, you've got another thing coming. It's supposed to be you've got another think coming. There's nobody in the world who knows that, okay? That's ridiculous. And I don't think any hiring managers know it either, and I don't think they care about it. If you have bad spelling on your resume, yeah, it doesn't make you look good. But if you say, I've got another, you've got another thing coming, well, I can't imagine saying that in an in a interview either, Jim. You got another thing coming if you think I'm going to do that. No way. I I don't think I was writing about it in an interview setting. But okay. I think I was just I was just letting people know that these are the way these expressions are supposed to be said. You know, you've got another I absolutely question. believe that people are dumped out for having the wrong expressions. Absolutely I, I, I do. Think, yeah, Who's going right. For these jobs, Cliff Mahoney, it I'm creates really, an awkwardness. Here's a here's a good you're question. I'm like, are you dumb? Or are you making a joke? Yeah, exactly. If I mean, I know people say I could care less, but I it makes me think not less of you, but it might make me think, hey, you should actually have spent maybe one second thinking about that expression and how it makes no sense. You're wrong. I, I always tell this joke that gets me in trouble. It's from Friends. It's Joey saying supposedly, mm-hmm. and I do it in front of it, and I do it in the Joey voice, and then I continue. I go, are we going to the movies later? Supposedly, if people have never seen that, they have no clue what I'm doing, and the looks I get, like I thought that guy was smart, I was totally wrong. He's an idiot. Yep. yep. And then I have to explain yep. that I'm not an idiot. I'm just not a very funny guy. So that they, because yeah. that no, they're not, not sophisticated. That's a problem. But you know what? Enough time spent on on your joke. She's got another article that's related entirely to this. How he's mentioning dumb... my entire of. I went through your opus. Yes, your archive. <laughs> I got to tell you, to interview you for 30 minutes, I spent way more time because I had to figure out what we could talk about here because you're not a recruiter, okay? So I could have spent way more time on any number of these topics. Go ahead. How dumb are job hunters? Because you said you yourself wonder. You and Peter. Peter's on the line. He, he's free to talk. You guys wonder sometimes, you know, how much do job hunters know? Are they really ignorant and don't know anything or, you know, are you really just uh, preaching to the chorus? They know everything already. What was your conclusion? Are you asking me? Peter, are you there? He's not talking. No, he's not there. Oh, okay. Okay, well, you made um, me send him out an invitation. I figured he's here. Is that wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Um, do, I think job, do I think job seekers are dumb? No, I don't think job seekers are dumb. But when you're in this space and you spend every single day in this space, you assume that everybody knows all these things that seem so obvious to you, and they don't. Give us an example. Um, not to put an objective in your resume. 
that nobody reads a cover letter or something else we've been talked about. Well, no, resume. No, no, no. well, I have to, you think you exhausted me? I've still got other topics. But you know, we what? only have three I'm, minutes of my time left. Okay, you know what? It, it's you're not punching the clock here. Uh, it's pretty. <laughs> yep. Okay, Jim's already okay. talked. Taking part of your time. That's yeah, I've okay already done me. mine. So I'm saying you, you got you to go longer. No, I got All a lot right. of questions. Jim, I did. I read. I read your blog as well back a year. So uh, I got questions for you. But you know what? If we don't get to them today, we can get to them another time. What if you go to an interview? I forgot. I was thinking of this when Jim started telling his funny joke. What if you go to an interview and use the word "hallucious"? Is that okay? Hallucious. Uh, are you asking Jim? Because I don't know what hallucious means. I'm asking you. You don't know. Well, I don't know what hallucious means. What's hallucious? Okay. Forget it. Okay. Look. Uh, you don't believe in culture fit. You want to talk about that? <sighs> I think that hiring for fit what, what that is a side? bad what idea. <laughs> Do you know how much time I've spent it? trying? No, I've had to spend so much time defending this viewpoint, and it's I find it a bit uh, frustrating that I'm I'm unable to make this point as eloquently as I would like to. Uh, I tend to I think that hiring for culture fit is not a great idea. I think employers are way too focused on fit. They wind up with these insular organizations with people who dress the same and act the same and all like the same things. They don't pay attention to what's going on around them. I mean, I always use the newspapers of the 90s because that's, that's where I worked as an example. example. That's your only but that's because example. That's the only place I've ever worked. Another. No, tell everybody your big example and try to come up with another, okay? Go I ahead. know, right? Another. Well, I mean, I could tell. I'm not... Hmm. So my I want to hear the newspapers they didn't read the your articles. because they, they have there. not read your articles. You okay. tell them that story. Go ahead. So I worked at a newspaper in the 1990s, and or I was a freelancer there, but I spent some time in the office, and it was all sort of, you know, middle-aged, white, grumpy, ruffled Luddites, male, uh, who ran these newspapers, and everybody. Now, what's wrong with those these, people? Well, here's the thing. When the young uh, crappy people came in and tried to tell them about this newfangled thing called the Internet that was going to take over, uh, nobody really listened. And where are your newspapers now? Where are your newspapers now, boys? They're all floundering. Nobody listened to the scrappy kid on the skateboard with the sneakers and the gum. You know, and this is a problem. This is what happens when you hire for fit. Fit, 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 fit. And then people are always hiding behind these next ridiculous example. terms like... Next example. Okay. Next example. I'll t- next example. I want to know. What, what, what's, uh, what's, give me another example where the, the team wasn't diverse enough, so they well, missed out on some big opportunity. a good example. What? You know what? I can't hear you. Acknowledge is a good example. I said acknowledge is a good him. example before moving to the, the next one. I mean, that's a good example. Newspapers that I were journalists... And now they're out of jobs. It was a good example. Exactly. They hired for fit. They, they, they couldn't have done anything to stop it. What could they have I, done? What could they have things. done? They were an That's a different story. We'll talk about it. The answer is they could do a lot of things to prepare for the new world, and they didn't. Give us an example. You don't have another example, okay? You don't Here's really believe I don't, what you said. I don't know. That's See, why I you do. don't like explaining I don't it. Reason you can't do it. <laughs> No, I like explaining things. Um, the only reason I haven't got another example, in fairness, I mean, I'm sure if I spend some time thinking about it, I could come up with one. I'll you know, let you guys talk for a minute, and then I'll jump in with my other example, is because this is my personal life experience of where I worked and how I've lived. So this is like yeah. something with which I have firsthand yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, 
Let me ask what? you a question. It, it, you know, the thing is, if if you have someone doing a job, I personally don't think it makes a difference unless it's a marketing job. You know, what country they come from, what their religion is, uh, what their ethnic background is of their parents, or even really what age they are. Those aren't those aren't essential things. And so, what 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 makes a difference is if someone hires their friend, at least they know who they're getting. And then and everybody says, well, that's a big problem because it's not making the team diverse. And, the, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to have, like Elizabeth is suggesting, this uh, big trial and chaos because they didn't hire a, a 20-year-old instead of someone who's 35 like them. I don't agree. And I haven't seen yet. Yeah, be, before we did the show, I did a search, you know, the benefits of diversity, and I didn't see any of them aside from the civil rights thing, you know, giving everybody an opportunity preventing discrimination it's a it's a negative it's against discrimination but i don't see the negatives of hiring for culture fit and and culture fit you know is, no go ahead do you have something to no, say no i was going to i want i i that's i think you're making a mistake when you talk about it in terms of diversity because i'm not necessary i am partly talking about cultural diversity this is true but i'm also talking about somebody who might simply be uh, socially different from you. So the person who shows up to the interview at a record label in a suit and doesn't get the job because they're too buttoned up, uh, or the person who show the person who isn't necessarily similar uh, from from a similar set of sort of pop cultural interests. You know, there's one company I I, I mentioned in my article that makes uh, candidates wrap the theme from the Pre- Fresh Prince of Bel Air and punishes them accordingly, I think, if they can't do mm. so. Um, I don't think that's a smart hiring practice. That's I think like that the asking, person... Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like asking how many sewers in Chicago. Okay, uh, just a couple more. Is there something uh, that you want... i got lots of questions. I could have gone for an hour. I made a mistake. But uh, you're welcome to come back. But uh, is there anything... No, you can stick uh, with her if you want to keep going. If she wants to stick on. No, i got to go. Oh. you got to go? Yeah, go. sorry. Wait, no, no. Tell me what you were saying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Jim talk. I'm gonna, I wanna. Is there Don't anything what? Don't worry. I can take care of Jim. Okay, Jim, come. Just Jim <laughs> is the guest who's been on the most in eight years. No one's been on as many times as Jim. Okay, I can have Jim on any time because I need guests all the time. Because you know why? They publish things like you did about me on Twitter. Okay, that's why. <laughs> Now, you have a good article about small talk, but, I mean, it really comes down to, you know, I don't know. What do you want to Wow, you just said something was good. Okay. Well, I didn't get to criticize it. What do you want to talk about before, you know, sort of to wrap up your, your portion? Um, you know what? I got. I think you've covered pretty much everything I've ever No, written. I haven't. What um, about bias <laughs> against the unemployed? What about you think it's bad? We shouldn't be biased against the unemployed. You give a good argument. You say nobody wants uh, somebody nobody else wants, right? Okay. So, so, <laughs> so okay. hold on. And then you give it. This your advice. You say so. Make it look like you've been unemployed by choice. That's ridiculous. Okay. okay. You know what? You're insisting that people don't have to play this game, but they do. Employers. Half of employers, more than half some studies show, are biased against the unemployed. The fact that you admit that you're unemployed or you proudly admit that you're unemployed, of course they shouldn't be biased, but that isn't going to help you. 
What's going to help you is to play this game where everything is unspoken, as I mentioned before, and you lie and you make up some, not lie, but you make up some way to cover up the fact that you've been unemployed because you oh, want the job. Oh, oh. You're not going to be able to do you that. Oh, yeah. People do it all the time. You claim that you have been uh, studying, traveling, consulting. I'm VP of a stealth company. Yeah, consultant. Consultant. Nah, I don't run into that. Consultant means unemployed in your business. You guys basement, are making that up. Okay. Consultant means totally unemployed. Do it. Does it really? I don't. I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. Because no. I have no, friends who make. I'm the who make the big in the big six figures whose titles are consultants. So I don't yeah, think that that means unemployed. No, 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 no. They, yeah, but you look at their resume. They've been consultants for a long time, or they're with Deloitte and Touche, or something like that. They're not, you know, the general manager of a company. You mean most consultants. <laughs> Oops. Um. Gotta go. Hold on. Gotta go. No, Look at I this. don't. I don't. In the I don't, middle of an interview. In the middle of Sorry. an interview, she doesn't turn <laughs> off her cell phone. She uh, stops talking about. Uh, like, what am I going to do? Look, I'm not going to cover my tattoos. I'm not going to dye my hair, and I'm not going to turn off my cell phone when I go in interview. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> everybody who reads Elizabeth Bromstein, she's showing you by example. Now, I got to say, <gasps> you have a nice, clear voice. You make a good vocal presentation. I'm surprised. All right, thank you. I didn't expect you asked that. me what I wanted. To, you asked me what I wanted to talk about. Can I plug something? Go ahead. Can I plug my thing that cool. I sent you an email plug about? Is that okay? Want. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I just FYI, anybody who's interested, we are. I, I we I have started a website, a social media initiative through Workopolis to help refugees find the tools they need to find jobs, tools and resources they need to find jobs. It's called Humans of Resource, so if you could like me on Facebook, I'd really appreciate it. And who is this to help then? Sorry? Who who are we helping here with this? Refugees and immigrants. The Canadian government has pledged to accept Humans of Resource. It's a play on the Humans of New York, Humans humans of Amsterdam, Humans of Toronto thing. So humans. Are these the refugees uh, from the Middle East? Well, Canada has pledged to take 25,000 Syrian refugees uh, before the end of the year, and so my thinking is these people are going to need jobs. So I've created a space where we can try to put together the resources to help them find them. Okay. And so, okay, we'll sign off. You're welcome to stay on while I put some questions to Jim, and you can contribute to the answers. Your uh, Twitter is at Workopolis underscore hire. Workopolis as in Metropolis, like Superman. And uh, anything, if you have a website or anything else that you want want to put out there? Uh, no. That's pretty much it. But you're, you have a blog called Skronk, but it's it's un, un, unrelated to your business. Is that right? It is. It's called Skronker.com. I don't really spend a lot of time updating it anymore because I just don't have the time. Okay. What's it about? It's just curating. It's not even interesting. It's just curating uh, funny stuff I find on the Internet. Okay. Okay. So funny Elizabeth videos Romsky, and cat pictures. We're going to thank you for coming on. Uh, we're going to make you. a shift over to Jimmy Durbin. You're welcome to stay. Okay, on thank you. Okay. Up to you, up to you. So now right. Jimmy Durbin, at SM Headhunter on Twitter. SM Headhunter, that's Social Media Headhunter. His website is socialmediaheadhunter.com. Hold on. And one thing, Elizabeth was on CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Were you on Q? Did I, did I remember correctly? Q? Yeah. Is that where you were A couple on? times. The notorious yeah. Q, and then, but they got a new host who doesn't beat up uh, the guests, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't beat me up. No, they actually have a really lovely new host. I never met the old host. Okay. Okay. So I just had to check on that. Okay, Jim. Uh, Jim. Yes, sir. Jim, what does this mean? I yes, think sir. I got it. I think I got it off your website. Recruiters are either adapting to the new market and improving the speed of their work, or they are caught in the whirlwind. Is that out of the Bible? They're caught in the whirlwind. The, this market isn't for the complacent. What are you talking about? Uh, well, it's been a very hot market in terms of placements for the recruiters that are left. Direct hires through the roof everywhere. The, there aren't really as many recruiters as there used to be. Um, certainly not independent consultants, and it's getting harder, it seems, to get those contracts. What, what I'm saying is in the market is is that the old the old standards of the last 14 years of where a salesperson goes out and gets a job and works on it isn't enough anymore because most of these jobs that these recruiters are getting are bad. Mm. We have lazy salespeople who are getting hammered because they're getting software sales jobs in San Francisco and .NET jobs in Dallas and going, see, I got a job, go work on it. Most of the uh, jobs that are being offered to us aren't good. And if you're not going out and really pushing your managers to change how they interview, what they're looking for, getting better intake, doing a better job interviewing, you were going to lose a lot of money. And uh, I say that from personal experience. So what you're saying is really uh, vet your the job descriptions that people are giving you, the searches, and don't take a lot of what they offer to give? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we're not qualifying our jobs very well across the industry. Um, give I us think an example. Because... Give us an example right now. Sure. I we have an implementation manager. We want someone who's coming in who's done it before. They're going to hire seven people to go and do installs at a client. And when they get there, they're like, no, 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 we have to teach somebody who understands accounting because we'll be talking with that client. One of those is a project manager. One of those is a training manager. It's the same job. When you get candidates in front of them, turns out it's two jobs. The company itself didn't know what it was hiring for. It happens all the time, but it's happening more and more now. That's not uh, a job where are, it's hard to fill. I, I okay, agree, so, Jim. Uh, there's a lot of slop going on on the front end. Yeah, I'm with you. Think, okay. think of our well, industry. We burn our turnover rate is two to five hundred percent a year. Yeah, I wish it was higher than that. that. Is, Get out. Ridiculous. And it, you, it, even if you're good, that's the plan. You go to the Fordyce forum, and they'll tell you, hey, you got to hire five people. One will stay, and then one person. The first you'll pay for the other ones. We do that because we're burning out our recruiters because our salespeople try to function as, oh, it's my relationship. I know this manager. Therefore, we're going to work on this job, not, hey, I should go out and get 10 jobs and work on the best ones that we can fill right away. You know, what happened? A quality job isn't based on how long you've known a manager. Unfortunately, okay, hold on. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question before you make a speech, okay? Because if I let you make a speech, they're going to attack me, okay? Now, here's two things. You did a presentation. I think it's related to what you're talking about now. It's called the intake meeting. The intake meeting. Is it worth $30,000 of your time? I'm guessing that's what you're talking about, about separating the sheep from the goats at the beginning of the search. However, you just said take 10 orders and only work the best ones. So are you saying mm, you can take the I orders see, I and see then what ignore, you did there, animal. I like it. And then, and then ignore those nine other people or those eight other people. Say, yeah, I'm a headhunter. I'm going to work your search, but then never, never do it. Is that what you're saying? No, no. I'm saying if you're going to work a search, make sure that you're working with a client that not just wants to work with you, can work with her, it gave you a fillable rec. We talk about what a fillable rec is in the past. 
it's it's harder now. You could have a great client. You just can't find the person in time, whether it's technology isn't there, whether the company has a bad reputation. And our recruiters, our salespeople, tend to get one-itis on these. You, you don't work a job for three months. You, there's just what no do they reason get? to. You're, what do they get? One-itis. It's kind of like when you get the boy in high school. He focuses on the one girl and doesn't realize that there's three and a half billion well, other one ones itis. out there. Too narrow a focus. Okay, just so here's what you have to tell us in case you don't realize what you're leading up to. How do you tell a good job order from a bad job order? Okay, now you told us already one example is they haven't defined the job well. It's really two jobs. Is that, is that the big deal? I mean, what, what's, how, do you, how do you decide? Well, how, would, could, how would you find that out at the beginning? <laughs> well, that, that was the point of the intake session. I think people went there expecting me to give them a script on how to ask the perfect questions which is as dumb as giving the perfect interview questions. It, it's not about that. Plus, your manager and your candidate are going to stay on script no matter what you do. So the point of the intake session was to show them, hey, guys, uh, you've got to get the confidence of the manager and get them to start listening to you and begin to identify whether or not they've got all these other problems. Um, if the person's really stressed out, chances are you're not going to get an hour of their time, and when you call back to get clarification, they're not going to answer it. Are they reading resumes at home on their computer or are they glancing them on the phone when they're on the run? Are they doing interviews in an airport? Are they doing them in an office with six other things going around you? If you don't know those kinds of things, it's going to bite you because you've you, you got to understand what the manager's going through. You've got to get them to trust that you actually did your work. If they're giving you 15 minutes for an interview, they don't think you're doing much. They think you're just shooting okay. resumes over okay. to you. Okay, okay. So if they don't give you a ton of time to do the intake session – Tell them, sorry, I can't work with you unless you give me an hour of your time up front. I know some people stipulate that. Yes or no, Jim? I, I've learned to do that because I don't have a choice because I do it contingent. And, I mean, you, you, you know, if you don't do and that, so you you're tell just working them. for no, nothing. No, no, I want to hear it from your mouth. What do you say to these yeah. guys? Look, ma'am. I say, look, here's the process. Sir. I want to sit down. i got to talk to everybody who's doing the interview. I want to know everybody who's doing it. Here's, here's some sample questions. And like, these are great questions. I was like, what answers do you want from them? Because I'm trying to get past the idea. It's no, not no, no. just you're, you're having dodging a, a question. You're, don't do it. He's being you're dodgy. He doesn't do this. See, I told this you. is, hold on. This is a good example, Animal, of where you push the guest into the land of make-believe because you're expecting no, no, an no, answer. Not at all. And I he's faking it. We caught you, Jim. Give you what I give animals. Animal, give this guy a way out because you backed him into a corner here. No, no, I've I'll tell you, Jerry. Jim, just I've wait a, a second. No, no, Jim, Jim please let me talk, okay? Now, Jim says you've got to separate the good job orders from the bad job orders. Then he says, is the guy looking at the resumes for 10 seconds on his phone? How do you know until you've already started working the order? Jim is not telling us what he pro said he's going to tell us. He said, how do you, you know, decide which ones to work? Well, here he is working one, and then he finds out that the guy uh, isn't really paying enough attention. He, the way he, he should do it is what he said. If they don't give you enough time up front, say, sorry, I can't work with you. You don't seem committed enough to, to really do a good job with me. That's what Jim's telling us. If you give them time, their, their, their job intrudes on it. Their, their job is not to do full-time recruiting. So you have to show them you have a process that's in place, and you're asking these questions to save them time, and you gauge their reactions. You can, we've all sat down with the manager for an hour and still had them flake. So I, I try to get a series of questions and get as many in. So I ask one when they're asking, what are they looking for? I say, do you want a self-starter or a planner? What does everybody say? Love a self-starter. And I define it. 
And I'd give them the example here. Take the ideas, convert them into projects, comfortable with change, moves quickly. I'd say pick you know one of these. You're talking so I fast on that lousy phone. Uh, uh, I can't yes, understand uh, what he's saying. Jerry, I you give interpret them, for me. I don't I know what he's saying. He's going too fast. I give the yeah, questions and the answers, down. and I say pick. Jim, 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 let me lead, okay? Don't you lead, okay? <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look, you ask the guy, do you want a self-starter or a planner? I thought self-starters do their own planning. What are you talking about there? I don't even understand. <laughs> it's, a, it's a way of saying, do you want a creative or a systems thinker? Do you want somebody who's comfortable with change or no, someone who never misses the detail? You're too sophisticated. I don't know what you're I'm talking sophisticated. about. sophisticated. You're 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 making sure the manager respects what you're doing. You're trying to push them into the same channel you're trying to push your candidates, which is I'm going to hire, I'm going to trust this person, but he's done the work, so they don't just glance at the resume at the last second and toss them out because they don't think you've done anything. It's more about giving them the sense that you're going to do all the work for them, and here's their job. Okay, okay, Jim, I want I wanted to bounce these off you. Jerry had a very good question on his famous Facebook group recruiters who actually make placements okay uh and it's a, an award-winning group i gave it an award last year okay now he asked people he asked people on his group to tell us what kind of questions they ask uh their clients so i'm going to feed you some of these questions and you tell us if you think they're good or not okay okay now hold on a second i don't endorse any or all of those questions i found <laughs> it rather interesting that everybody pretty much sounds the same they sound yeah. very canned. But go ahead. If you've scraped some content from my closed group, <laughs> go ahead, Animal. I did mention anybody's name, Jerry, okay? If the perfect person were presented for this role, would you be able to present an offer? What do you think about that, Jim? I, I think it's valid, but it's the follow-up that matters because they're all going to say yes. So yeah, you have really? to for it. Okay. Who makes what about the decision on it? They all say yes. So you, that, that's that's a cover your ass question, and it doesn't. You're not, you're not going to be able to go back and cite it later on. So yeah, that's go, so. Okay, so that's so when your uh, bullpen manager says, "Are these guys really going to hire somebody?" You can say, "Yeah, I asked him, and he so, said, yeah. So here's okay. ASAP. It's great. hot and fillable. Pull up, your, pull up your calendar. Let's take a look at your interview slots. So if you do it right, we're looking at a December first start date. So you have to go you, further with that question because they're like, oh, crap, he's serious. Well, no, so we're looking you, at January. You predict, you predict the start date or how long the search is going to take you? Well, if they say they're going to hire right now, I go, great. So if I get someone tomorrow, October 15th, that you, you okay. have to let ask, me, follow uh, Let up. me ask a question. Elizabeth, I don't know if she's still here or not, and she, you know, everything I, I raised, she said, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I just read it. Okay. But she said marketing manager is one of the hardest positions to fill right now. I was shocked. I thought that was one of the easiest positions to fill. Well, that's is the problem. True? Everybody thinks it's easy. It is very hard to fill. One, there's not a lot of them. And two, it's okay, just a simple right. matter of she understanding right. if someone's okay. good at let marketing. Me ask this question. Oh, no, let me get, you know, we are running out of time. I want to make sure I get a bit of this in. Here's one. It, your job description, Mr. Client or Ms. Client, requires three years of supervisory experience plus seven years of healthcare analytics experience. If I find a candidate who has 10 years of healthcare, not seven, and recently moved into a managerial role, hasn't been in three years, they've only been in a year, would you be willing to interview 
the candidate? I'll tell you right away. I don't think that's a good question to ask up front. If you find somebody who's good, but, you know, is a, a little off, just go in and present them. Don't ask permission. What do you think? I think you have to understand what they're looking for before. I mean, that, that question itself is kind of old. Um, do they need someone to do that? Are they trying to hire someone who doesn't have that experience? If you understand what the real problem is, you can tell them, I think you need this. Your, your job is to suggest solutions for them. So you don't say, would well, you hire me? I think you need this. I'm not a management consultant. Sure you I are. Can't go in, I no, can't go in No, come on, Jim. It's, look, if you're placing machinists, it's one thing. But if you're doing anything with a knowledge worker, you're not going to get that perfect fit that's at the right salary. So you have to determine what is the real problem. And don't assume that the job description is something they wrote. So if you can't understand what the problem is, how can you find the person for it? So how do you find I mean, out we what sell the stories. Okay, you how do you find them. what the problem is? You ask them, what do you want this person to accomplish? What happens if you don't hire what if you don't hire in the next two months? How is this going to affect your budget? Huh. And sometimes they're like, nothing. I just put someone else on it. I mean, and sometimes they're like, I lose my job. If you don't, uh -huh. if you're not, that's the thing. If you're just sorting resumes, you're not actually providing any value. So you have to figure out what's the real challenge. Is it that he's got a good team that's working and needs someone to come in and manage them? Or is it he just lacks these skills? So we need someone who's, who follows orders. Is he kind of surly? Do you need someone who lets stuff roll off their back? Do you, do you need someone who does it all on their own but doesn't like to be bothered every day, just sits and works okay, for eight hours? Let me ask you more of these questions. you got to dig into. Please, I'm begging you. I want to ask you these questions, okay? These people ask how many people are involved in the interviewing and influence, interviewing process and how many influence the decision to hire. Good question or bad? Uh, really important, yeah. Okay. You need to how know everybody's name and title. Really? How many interviews? And if they decide plan? if they have a choice. How many interviews do you plan on having with each candidate? Is it a good question or a bad one? Yeah, you, I I put that process in front of them and ask them specifically: Is this what you're doing? And if I don't, I say I have to tell these candidates: If I'm wrong about it, if you change your mind in the middle of it, they no longer trust me, which means they no longer trust you. So let's make sure we know what we're doing here, so that they feel like you guys are put together and efficient, not just making things up on the fly. You'd explain okay. it, but you have to have everybody who interviewed and their phones. Or you're like, okay, it's crazy, but we're going to hire someone who's comfortable with that. Okay, okay, okay. What happens, you mentioned this one a minute ago, what happens if this rule is not filled? You think that's a good one, right? What happens if it's not yeah. filled? I got what a kind great of answer for it. What kind of answers are you going to hear from that? <laughs> one I heard was, no big deal. I've got a 21-year-old who can do it. I think that'd be a fit. And that told me I don't need to be working on it. It's clearly not important to them. What did you say to them? How did you, how'd you turn them off? Uh, that's the one where I, I called their daddy on him and had him. <laughs> I don't want to get too much. I'll tell you that another time. But okay. the, I, off, I had someone from the, the industry instruct them they were wrong. Okay. Do you ask them, are you considering someone internally? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you is this someone internal? Yeah. Do you ask is this them? a bridesmaid? Can, can I just add, though, Animal, when when you're having this discussion with your customer, it is hugely important that you consciously construct each of your questions to not be these yes or no questions that you seem to just love. You aren't going <laughs> to gain info. You're not going to hear them uncovering things for you if every one of their questions can be, yeah, that sounds right. No, we don't do that. Yes. No. Sure. 
You need right. to ask them, tell me about your interviewing process, Mr. Durbin. Once I find a candidate and I get them on your desk, what happens after that? Describe that for me. Unless you're asking that kind of stuff, you sound like you just started at an agency and these are the ten questions you're supposed to ask. It just it's ridiculous, man. God. I got yeah, you. I got them off. I got them off your group. I got them off your group, okay? <laughs> genius group. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you probably love every one of them too. You're like, like yeah. I did That's like great. it. Obviously, I brought it to the show. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim. Yes. Tell me about the best person who was ever in this role. Do you ask that question? Yeah. Um, I tend to ask who's the last person in the role, not the best. Most of my Why stuff's newer, though, leave? so I don't care about the best. Okay, really? It's like asking who the best manager was. It's not a good question. Why not? What were they doing right? What were they doing right? It tells you what the guy likes or the woman likes. I mean, I could see that in certain roles. It's not the roles that I... Okay, hold on. Why would someone want this role? What are the selling points? Is that enough to ask? How do you, how do you, get, how do you get the selling points? I usually make them up and then ask them if I'm correct. So these managers are doing everything else. My concern with asking them all these questions, it's like a... They're not thinking about it, so they're going to give you these horrible rote answers, which is like, hey, do you have the authority to hire? Sure, I do. Next question. You, you have to kind of tra- – you, you don't want to create the job for them, but don't expect them to understand how this works. And let me, let me just add, how you navigate this discussion here determines whether he, reply, he or she replies to your next email to them. And the exactly. resume that you sent, you're setting the stage for this guy knows that you're going to get this done, or he thinks you're an idiot. So you might get all of these questions answered and never hear back from that manager again. So you and, better yeah. sound like you know what's going on. And you've got to be careful, because if you do all these great questions and then don't deliver, now they're pissed at you. Mm. <laughs> Double-edged sword. You spend too much time working on it, and you can't deliver, which happens. Mm. So it's always a bit of a – your goal is to make them think this person's going to work hard, do the job. I should trust them and pay attention to the people that they send over and listen to his You know coaching. what, Jim? Here's right. what I hear. Uh, here's what I hear listening to you. Oh, yeah, the intake session, it's worth 30000 bucks. you, you got to really – you know, get somebody who spends a lot of time with you, helps you really understand it. And now you're telling me, don't ask them all these questions. They don't know the answer. That's ridiculous. You're contradicting No, you have yourself. to ask some, though. You have, you have to demonstrate that you know how far to go along with this without yeah, overwhelming man. them and without setting too high of an expectation. You know what? You've got to overwhelm them, okay? <laughs> if they, I know you do. Dude, what you do know. is you do, you do some of this. You then set an expectation. You then follow up with something that's in moving them forward. Uh, dude, there's an art to this. Yeah, and I'm done the, telling it to you. I people. know what your your Active your art thing. is. Don't don't scare the client. Don't make them work too hard to get a good job order. Just go out and and. No, this goes back to when you and I worked on a couple searches together, and you wanted me to corner these people. You know it. Okay. Back when you you wanted me to prove them that they didn't know what they were talking about. Now, I remember all that. You know that. I don't know what you're talking uh, my about. My wife's here. You want to talk to her? 
No. <laughs> I meant to say hi. Jimmy, last question, uh, or maybe almost the last one. What about a question like this? What's the growth path? Because people always, they want to move for advancement. You said, you know, that's important to people. But how, do, how does somebody know if there's a, a path to advancement? There's people in every job, you know, they don't know that a year from now there's a manager role going to open up that this new person could move into. How, how, can, you, how can you predict the future? I think for most people, that's just a convenient lie we're telling ourselves. Lots of growth opportunities. I want growth opportunities. People are supposed to want that. I don't think they actually mean that. The few times when it's a clear growth opportunity, it's an executive that's being groomed or someone who's actually being groomed, which you can't tell until you've worked with them. I think that's one of those questions you joke around that no one really wants to know the real answer. Really, Plus, you can't really talk about it. Plus, you know, with all the acquisition, all the private equity that's out there, you don't have the authority as a manager, even as a senior executive, sometimes to make promises. So I think they want to know that it's been done, which is why, oh yes, this person moves quickly, or lots of growth potential usually means the company's not mature either. Mm-hmm. So everybody's being think- promoted out of their competence. You think what's your greatest weakness is a stupid question? I think you said that on your blog. There's right? one value to that. Crazy people will tell you what it is. My problem with it isn't the question being asked. It's that you would think there's a good answer to it. I, I think that uh, that's the problem. So I always ask, well, what answer do you want? And they expect the candidate. And I, I, I really push. I go, I don't like that question because there's no good answer. It's a, it's a trap. And I explain why. You know, Although if you okay. do ask it, you'll get, well, I, I did do meth for six years. And I, I yeah. just kicked the habit. I'm on my 30-day coins. So yeah, those yeah, are, right. you know. Sometimes okay. you do ask. Well, I've sued every company I've worked for. I mean, they'll tell you sometimes. So, but it's no good answer. That's my problem. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. What? I assume uh, there's no after show. You're too busy talking to your wife, right? <laughs> well, that didn't last long. She's gone. Okay. Anyway, there's only you, me, Jim, and one other person on. Anyway, so Who I don't think the you other have what, what? What's your area code, Jim? Kelly just left. What's your area code, Jim? I called in through Skype, so it'd be one of those weird ones. Oh, one, this, one. Uh, oh. No, there's a 214 and a 210. Uh, anyway, but one of them's not Jim. The other person who's not Jim, do you want to say hello? Do you want to talk to Jerry for a second? No. That's okay. You don't have to talk. Right. Right. Jim yeah, Perman. It's me. Oh, it's Michael Cox, and he didn't say a word he didn't the whole say a show. Word. He didn't say Sorry, a word. Sorry, guys. I was, uh, maybe, I was on late. Yeah. But, maybe because uh, he's sorry. He shared, from what he, I shared, heard. he shared his personal experience last time. But can, anyway. I, can I just add one thing? What? Today is the uh, 294th anniversary of baby Ludwig Albright coming all the way over the Atlantic Ocean, arriving in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Baby Ludwig. Hallelujah! Yeah. In 1731. Oh, you go way back, Jerry. Way <laughs> back. Before Elizabeth, that, we spent thousands of years uh, scrubbing around Germany, yeah, the hills Elizabeth, of Bavaria. Elizabeth Bromstein. Workopolis Hire, thank you very much for coming on. A pleasure mm-hmm. having you. Jimmy Durbin, I enjoyed talking to you. And You're that's it for today. Thank you. Oh! Oh!